Alrighty, we are so excited. The first five people that sent us the message with the keyword transform, you are going to get an incredible offer included within our already amazing discounted coaching package. So basically, we want every single person to be able to succeed and have a social life and be able to have fun and do all this great stuff, not restrict like other coaches out there make you do. We know there's a lot of confusion when it comes to eating out, what to eat, portions, all that other stuff, you know, just all these different things. So we want to put together a full step-by-step guide on how to log when you're eating out, the, our favorite restaurants, our favorite different things, so that way you can succeed. So this is $499, $499 worth of value that you're gonna get completely free for signing up for our coaching. Once again, only five people will get this once you do sign up. Do not hesitate. This will go by fast. Send us a message and we're so excited to be working with you. Now into the episode. What's going on everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Fit, Healthy, and Most of All Happy Podcast. I am your coach and host, Josh, here with his co-host and co-coach KG and I'm in the house. And we got a killer episode planned for you today. So sit back, relax, grab a sip of that coffee and let's kick this bad boy off with Kyle's favorite quote of the week. What do you got, Kyle? Yeah, so this is something I always like to screenshot my favorite quotes and just keep it in my favorite album. So anytime I need a little bit of jolt of motivation or I'm thinking of a quote for this podcast, it's right there. And this is a quote I came across uh, a couple weeks ago and it is work on yourself if you want everything else to work out for you. And this is just quite simple as I always like to try to keep it something just for you to think about this week. But when it comes down to it, I think a lot of people are expecting these crazy changes and just like everything to come together without them working on themselves. So actively, I'm always trying to work on my trying to become better, something that we'll talk about in the weekly thoughts and recommendations. But long story short is focus on just putting in that time to just becoming simply a better person and to uh, just get to that next level and everything will work out for you. So nice and simple, that is my quote for this week. And that really makes me think of the comparable quote, which is the harder I work, the luckier I get. Recently, even I was reading a book and he was talking about the different types of luck and how it's not just blind, dumb luck, but a lot of the luck can be really predestined predestined by how hard we're working. Skyle said too, when you just focus on yourself, even if there's a lot of nonsense in your life, there's a lot of trials, there's things going on, continually to work on yourself and just become stronger is gonna forge you in a fire like an iron. So I think that is a killer quote from Kyle this week. And I have one I'm really proud of. Uh, it's from a book I just finished, The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle. And his quote is, realize deeply that the present moment is all you have. Make the now the primary focus of your life. And you've heard it before, you've heard it again be present be in the moment block everything out and I know that can be hard to do so I know this quote is a little bit abstract in that sense reading that whole book he spent pretty much the entire book making 300 plus points trying to really isolate the importance of this point but another add-on I want to have here is to stop nexting so you might say what is nexting it sounds like a lot of other different things but nexting is for instance let's say I'm on a walk even this morning I caught myself I was on a walk and I'd say about 10% of me was present on that walk a lot me was thinking about the last day, things I should have done, was thinking about what I needed to get done in the day, the future, what I was going to do after that walk, the delicious coffee I was going to have. And I really deprived myself of some of the experience of that walk. Whereas in that walk, if I say, let's be in this moment, let's not worry about the future. Let's smell the fresh air, take a deep breath, see the birds. That's how you're going to get the most out of that experience. They say enlightenment is a joy between the different thoughts in your life is to be able to be 
in that present moment. I just think it's a fantastic exercise to continue on. Right now, you may be like, hey, I wanna finish this podcast because then I'll be at my destination, I'll be at work, and then I can get my work done so I can get some food, and then after I get that food, I'll be able to go home, then I can go to the gym, and then I'll be able to watch my Netflix show. But enjoy every part of that process. Enjoy that drive. Enjoy this podcast, obviously. Enjoy that workout. The more you can be in that moment, the more you can enjoy the little things and appreciate all different parts of life, the better off you'll be. So that is my quote this week. So what this week would you say, Kyle, has you excited or intrigued? So what actually just really, I can relate this to what you had said is something so powerful. Josh talking about being present is something that I posted a couple of days ago on our Instagram story. So long story short, I, my legs were so sore. I was insanely, I was like, there's no way I'm going to be able to do legs. I used my massage gun. I rolled it out and everything like that. And what happened was I was like, I'm just I might have to just skip out on this. And that was my first instinct. That was the average mindset. That was the average thought that I had. I walked into the gym. I spent a couple extra minutes getting warmed up, doing what I needed to do. I didn't want to be that person. I didn't want to just use it as an excuse. So I focused on the one thing that was in front of me. Okay, five minutes warm up, do my banded stuff, do my cat cows, do my 90-90s. Cool. Got under the bar. My first thought was, I'm not going to be able to go over 300 pounds today. I'm too sore. This is crazy. And I said, why am I thinking about what's so far in front of me, like five to 10 to 15 minutes from now, instead of what's happening now? Okay. Focus on the bar, focus on 45 pounds on each side. Ooh, this feels pretty good. Okay, sweet. I put two plates on 225. That felt really good. Boom. Got to 275. I'm like, by me focusing on that one set, that one rep in front of me being present and not focused on what was going to be happening in the future, it allowed me to push forward. And I think a lot of times people within fitness, they're so focused on that thing that's so far ahead of them and it's hard to stay on track. It's hard to, you know, you get in your head, you just, you mentally become like, it's a roadblock that takes place. And this is something that's helped me push through so many tough workouts, so many moments where I just wanted to stop or I want to skip out on something. So focus on that thing that's taking place right now or that one step in front of you and it'll help out. It helped me and I'm sure it'll help you as well. Yeah, I was proud of Kyle overcoming his objections in his mind, you know, trying to count yourself out before you've even started. Even for him doing a surprise 10K, being sore, these are valid excuses. They're reasons, but at the end of the day, they are still excuses. Even the greatest of reasons can be an excuse, and I can relate this to my workout today. It's a perfect parallel because yesterday on my walk, I felt like my groin was like a little bit, you could tell like it just wasn't really liking it. I wouldn't say it's pulled or strained, but it's kind of like, yo, relax a little bit because I had just walked so much that day. I played volleyball and I remember the specific moment I went like lunging for the ball. I was like halfway under the net and like a halfway splits. And I thought it was hilarious because I was just eyeing my brother after I did. He's like, what are you doing, you weirdo? Uh, but I probably just, you know, strained that a little bit. And in my mind, I thought, ooh, I'm already feeling this. I probably shouldn't squat today. I should go super light. I should do all these things. And obviously when you're injured, you have something, you need to listen to your body, but you shouldn't count yourself out or make ultimatums without exper- experimenting. So what I did, I iced it all morning. I felt really good. I went to the gym. I still started with the bar. If that feels bad, I have no problem. I'll stop. I'll stop my legs right there. I did my bar. It felt good. Then I loaded up to a plate. I felt good. I loaded up two plates. I felt good. I spent a little more time warming up and being aware of that area. And I completely finished my leg workout with no interruptions. I didn't strain the injury anymore. And once again, I don't want to take away that if you're injured or you have something that is actually serious injured, rest it, let it heal. One step backwards, two steps forwards. But a lot of the time with aches and strains and especially soreness, I'm calling out to everyone there who's sore, who goes, I did legs three days ago and my legs are still sore, but I have to do them again. Should I do it? Absolutely. You should. Soreness is just inflammation. You'll find too that we always say motion is lotion. And when you get blood flow, it really tends to 
open things up for you and get you feeling great. But a lot of the time we'll put ourselves in these buckets. Even someone reached out for coaching recently and they said, I know I'll never be a muscular person. I said, whoa, 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 take that self-limiting belief out of there. Let me help you through this. And I'm really excited to make that happen for them. But a lot of the time we'll put ourselves in these boxes of what we can or can't do or set these preconceived notions. And even Kyle, what's amazing by him saying, you know what, I'm going to get my squat down today. It's going to be one of those days that sucks. I'm going to have to battle it. I'm going to have to win that mental game. He's banked that. He feels phenomenal now. Next time he's in that same circumstance, he goes, Psh light work and even on top of that the other thing i've been thinking i've been reading a book called endure by cameron haynes and he's an ultra marathoner and hunter and it's amazing what perspective is because even to someone who's trying to do their first run a 5k is probably so grueling so daunting so scary but even kyle did a surprise 10k before because he's done a marathon now similar to this guy he's saying how marathons are a joke for him like he can do a marathon with minimal water without much thought it's not a big deal because he's doing 100 mile races and then he was comparing to someone else who did almost a 300 mile race or over a few days, which is insane. And perspective is incredible. And we can really limit ourselves by saying, I'm this person who can only do this little thing. But as you begin to challenge yourself more and you know evolve your mind and learn how to break through your excuses and equip yourself the best you can with good food, good habits, good thought, it's just truly amazing. And that's something that's been really on top of my mind. You got anything else, Kyle? Yeah, just one other thing. I absolutely love that everything that Josh shared there. But I made a list the other day on my notepad. I love my notepad, you know, just the, the one on the iPhone that uh, you can just write down so many incredible things, especially when on a walk, like my brain's going a million miles a second. I'm like, ah, I am present, but I'm also thinking of things. So it's, it's a good balance. Sometimes I'm thinking too much, so I got to, you know, turn everything off and just focus on being present. But um, I made a list of about 10 to 12 things that I need to do or that I want to do to become unstoppable. I feel like I'm about here, you know, just close to my potential, but there's so much more. Like, I don't think you'll, you know, and that's the thing about growth is you'll never get to that point where you're like 10 out of 10. I'm always perfect, but I'm really focusing on things that can take me to that next level, like give me that extra edge. And so I wrote down 10 to 12 things to get to the next level. And I challenge you with this as well, because a lot of times we don't pay attention to these things. You know, for myself, I'd always have some sort of dessert at night. And, um, Long story short, I've been having about 40 to 75 calories of like frozen fruit, super nutrition, super nutritious. It's been a nice little hack at the end of the night, something that I've really enjoyed. So I've cut out the non-necessary, you know, sweets and had some um, just more healthier stuff, you know, and there's like lots of things. Even the other night, um, I was super lazy, like at the Airbnb that we're staying at, uh, they have like these tornado uh, shutters or whatever, or hurricane shutters, sorry. And it opened up when some of the people came to clean and everything like that. And I could see the light coming in. I was like, oh, whatever, I'll fix this another day. Another day goes by. I'm like, man, I had a crappier sleep because I didn't take that extra step. So I'm really trying not to be lazy, not to take court shortcuts, not to do these like small little things that can make a big difference. You know what I mean? So I'm really focused on getting to that next level. So I challenge you with this. I have a lot of different things that are on my list. Those are just two small examples. I've also been journaling 30 minutes every single day for the past week and a half and it's been incredible. So that's another thing that I've been focused on. So long story short, come up with a list of things that can help you just get to that next level, start to implement them and you're going to be an unstoppable human being uh, within the next few weeks or few months. Yeah, even myself, I've been thinking, how can I just become a better, stronger, smarter person? And reading was a big part of that. So I mentioned last week, I have that big goal of reading 52 books in one year. And that's a scary, that's a huge goal. And I'm pretty 
on it, especially with my audiobooks, but I do struggle a little bit with reading because you know we've all been there. We read a book, we get stuck, it's not exciting, you put it down and you throw it to the side and it can be tough to work through. And I love the concept of setting big, scary goals that are they're just out of reach. You're like, oh, maybe if I found that stepping stool, I'd be able to get there. And that stepping stool is often just the process, the small things, the basics that you're probably overlooking your journey that can get you that next level. And even for me, by setting this big goal, even if I fell short and I got 40 books, that'd be a phenomenal year. I'd learn so much. I'd be able to impart so much more wisdom on this podcast. And that's why it's really motivating me to set such a big goal. And especially if you're someone who's goal driven, doing this is incredible. Whether it's a crazy lift in the gym, a running PR, a weight loss goal, a goal to be an incredible cook and eat healthier, any measure, it's amazing when you set something that's just out of reach and you really focus on how you're gonna do that. So even me reverse engineering that 52 bucks in a year, naturally that's a book a week. So I would need to be on track with that. And I'm really happy to say by the time this is out, I'll have seven books done. I'll be starting my eighth and ninth, which is awesome. So I have one book, one audiobook going at any given time and it's been a ton of fun. But we'll talk a little bit more about books later in the episode. And I just wanna go ahead and shout out my client, Ashley Trask. We love client shout outs because you can learn what's working, where someone was stuck how were they able to break through it and what i love about ashley is she reached out she's wanted to put on some lean muscle to tone up to lean out and you can see from her photo she's radically transformed her physique she looks leaner stronger there's more muscle and she has some killer abs so i'm really proud of her for buckling in and what's awesome about her is she had the work ethic all along it was just misdirected by getting her on a really solid routine made for her and her physique she was able to see incredible results as well as a nutrition plan we've actually been driving up her food reverse dieting her and it's been awesome to see the amazing muscle she's put on while losing fat. So if you wanna learn more how to do this and you want to transform, once again, go ahead and message us transform on our Instagram to at Colossus Fit, C-O-L-O-S-S-U-S-F-I-T. We will be helping out anyone who sends this keyword who is an amazing applicant. So if you have a will and a desire to change, we will get you there. We'll get you to goals you didn't think you could ever do and that's one of my favorite things. People reach out and say, I'd maybe like to lose 10 pounds, I've never done it before, it's hard. Before they know it, they've lost 30 pounds, put on 10 pounds of muscle. They're doing their first powerlifting show or their first bikini show. And we love being able to help people get to that level they've never wanted to. If you think of the hardest things you've done in your life, whether it's schooling, whether it's sports, there's always someone there to guide you through it and help you. And right now, if you're a little bit stuck, even if you're doing okay, but you know you could do more, reach out. Let us take you to the next level as we have thousands of others. We're really excited to do that. And once again, DMing us, transform on Instagram to at Colossus Fit. We'll get you set up for coaching as well as all the incredible bonuses we have to offer just for this keyword. So if you're hearing this, this is your chance. You are worth it, you deserve it, and you deserve to invest in yourself because you're listening to this, so let's get it done. And one thing I wanted to say about Ashley, I think it's incredible. She had listened to so many episodes before finally reaching out and she's never gonna look back. And I'm so incredibly proud of her just for for saying, hey, I'm, I'm ready to take this leap. And if you're someone who's listened to five, 10, 100 episodes and you're just not seeing the progress, like send us that message. We are here to support you. And like, once again, having that guidance, having that support, you can see, uh, click the link down below. It'll take you to our Instagram page with her top tips, her photos. But number two, she had said, coaching, of course, was one of the biggest things. The accountability, being able to ask questions at any time, send in form videos and being encouraged are very helpful. So once again, don't overlook it. Don't think, oh, maybe one day I'll do it. What's the worst that's gonna happen? You're gonna start to get some incredible results. You're gonna have that guidance. You're gonna have that support. Send us that message. You will not regret it. And we're always here for you. 
All right, now let's jump into that mailbag. And the first question is one near and dear to my heart. For those of you that are curious, if you know we're doing the Chipotle challenge, we are still going strong and we're gonna complete it. It's been absolutely awesome not having to worry about what food I eat after. Myself and Kyle, when we work together, we always make a habit to eat out after. As a business meal, it gives us time to discuss and brainstorm. And after a really intense training session, it's so awesome to be able to go have someone prepare the food for me, to be able to get a bulk of food. I like to have bulk of my carbs post-training, get in seven plus grams of protein after training some good veggies some nice water and a time to sit down so this is gonna go perfectly into this question which is is it possible to eat out and still lose body fat this is such a great question and you know this is what really inspired us to create a nice little add-on for any coaching applicant that does get accepted the first five people will get a $500 worth of value an amazing PDF something that's gonna help you be able to just stay on track eat out just understand all this stuff so once again make sure to send us that message but long story short is my biggest argument is that most people don't understand how to you go out to a fast food line you go to one of these places and you don't really think about it and we're around so many different people especially having so many different guests and you know we want to be able to have this social life and josh and myself i'm very confident to say have mastered the ability to be able to go to a restaurant to have these different principles to be able to look up menus to look at something that's super high in protein to be able to just like say no to the things that aren't adding as much value you know yesterday we went out to eat josh got a massive bowl of broccoli not many people are doing stuff like that and it's something to consider so long story short Absolutely it is. Once again, that's why we want to be able to teach you. You don't have to be bringing broccoli, chicken, and rice Tupperware containers that taste not that great to all these special events and things like that. You're able to enjoy yourself within moderation. And that's something that I really want to stress. It is totally possible. You're able to be in a calorie deficit. Of course, you do have to make sacrifices. That's going to be a non-negotiable. That's going to be a given when you are looking to lose body fat and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, the long story short answer is yes. You just have to have the right principles. That's why, once again, we put that guide together and it is 100% possible. So well said, and it's something we actively preach and do ourselves. As I said, we go to Chipotle every day. You can see my 30-day transformation on the screen here from a challenge we did recently. And when we have these pushes and we have these groups and these opportunities and these case studies, you see the incredible results we're getting from people that took action, that heard this and said, I'm gonna challenge myself and reach out to them. And we want you to be next. So this is your chance with Transform. Make sure to take advantage. And going off of can you eat out and lose fat, studies have been shown, people have done crazy tests where someone's lost a ton of weight and had incredible composition off of just McDonald's. Uh, if it fits your macro guys, we're pretty much just just eating Pop-Tarts and protein powders. You can absolutely do it, but what I like to do and what Kyle really focuses on always is getting the most nutrients when we eat out. So I always want something that's high in protein that contains a good density of vegetables. And to me, that's worth it because I'm prepared at home. It's low food costs. I get a ton of value. I really have my Chipotle order down. For those of you that are curious what I like to do at Chipotle, because we talk about it a lot and we haven't set our order, I'll go ahead and share it. So I like a bowl with a tortilla on the side. Keep in mind, if you're trying to lose weight, you're low on calories, that tortilla is debatable, okay? It's about 300 calories, it's simple carbs, so it's not gonna be as much satiety as like a whole wheat tortilla would be. So that is something to be mindful of. But you, if you have a disposable carbs, post-training, I like to get it. If I get Chipotle for dinner, I don't necessarily do it there. But from that bowl, I like the brown rice because it satiates me more. If I was doing a huge bulk, I would do the white rice so I could eat more of it and so it would be less filling. So that's how you can kind of 
change when you eat out, especially in the self-select options. If you think shawarma, if you think Subway, if you think burrito places, salad places, you can specifically pick your ingredients. Same with smoothie places very often. And I like that because you can control it and you can control it even a step more if you say, hey, I want two scoops of rice versus just rice or I want double meat, which I do like. I like to get double meat when I can do it. I always ask for a ton of veggies. And even the big thing to keep in mind when you eat out is that you're accurate with things. So Chipotle has a nutrition calculator. You can use it on their website. A lot of people are surprised to know that the vegetables are pretty much the same calories as the beans. And you're like, what? It's peppers and onion. How is that possible? But when you're eating out, there's going to be a lot of oil and a lot of salt. So that does need to be kept in consideration. But when you use those calculators, you control how you order. It makes things a lot easier. So I'm rice, beans, chicken, veggies myself. I like mild and medium salsa, getting a ton of tomato in there essentially. I like corn as well. I like lettuce and then I get guac on the side. I personally skip out on queso, sour cream, and cheese because I'm lactose intolerant first and foremost. And second, those offer a few more calories. Kyle takes advantage of the cheese and the sour cream and he avoids the queso. So that's how we like to go about it. And you can see how you can amend that specifically on your goal. If you're really low calorie and you're deep in a cut and you don't need a ton of carbs right now, you could do a solid bowl there, which is fantastic. You can prioritize salad, the veggies, and the chicken. But eating out is good when it's done intelligently. Whereas if I just go out, I go to a pizza place, I order an extra large pizza, it's probably not going to help me, especially if I'm eating the whole thing and I can't portion out. My other biggest tip is you don't always have to finish your food. If you're like me and your parents used to always say, finish your food or you're not leaving and you have that bad habit. Sometimes if you're eating out and you're full, it's good to stop there. We've spoken before on the blue zones, how people ate till they're 80% full. You can take it to go, you could leave it there, whatever you wanna do, but don't feel like you just need to scarf stuff down and then you can amend the calories for it. So if you're having pizza, you can enjoy a couple slices versus a whole box. And that's how I approach eating out and having success. I like to eat out usually for lunch and then I like to cook at home most dinners. And if I do go out for dinner, I like to go somewhere nice and really enjoy that experience. That was so well said. And I think when a lot of people think fast food, takeout, all this other stuff, they're thinking drive-through. Like yeah, we, Wendy's, McDonald's, we haven't had that once. No, really. and <laughs> yeah, like we, the thing is like, we've been able to make progress and we've had a lot of people come by and you know, we've been showing people a good time going to a local taco spot and like, it, you don't have to overdo it. And I think that's where people struggle is when they go out, they're like, I need everything. It's like I all or nothing mindset. Exactly. I need an app. I need double everything. And then I need a dessert. And then I need a bunch of drinks. I'm like, if I go to this taco spot, you know, two to three tacos, Josh grabbed the, the chicken the other day, you know, the chicken tacos and Ooh, yeah. maybe a drink if you're feeling it. Like, you know, it's just, it doesn't have to be this crazy thing, especially if you are looking to consistently make progress, make this a lifestyle, like get used to being able to say no to these things. Like, I'm not going to lie two weeks ago, you know, I got a nice little dessert at one of these spots. It's not going to be a typical thing. It's something that I'm actively trying to just like make it a lifestyle and stuff like that. So like we are working on a YouTube video as well, just like some of the top local spots, you know, once again, Chipotle, not to do any promotion. We're not sponsored or anything like that. Like it's such a great thing. Build your own, these sub places, you know, even Chick-fil-A. There's such a difference if you go to Chick-fil-A, for example, and you grab a grilled chicken burger and, you know, maybe a nice little salad versus someone who grabs like the crispiest of everything, you know, just loads up on tons of sauces, like all these other things. Like there's a big difference. And that's why, once again, we want to put together this guide of our top restaurants, our top favorite choices, our top tips when ordering at these specific spots, how to specifically do it tracking on the go like it's a full in-depth guide so once again if you do apply for coaching you get accepted the first five people will get this completely free $500 value but yeah just we want to be able to see you succeed like and just be able to consistently stay on track so everything Josh said was so well said hopefully this helped you out and hopefully uh, you're able to stay on track with all these amazing tips 
pro level tip is to have your staples. For me, if I'm panic, I need food, I need something quick. I really like Chipotle, I really like shawarma, I like sub places, Firehouse Subs is awesome. I've heard some great things about Jimmy John's and maybe, what's the other one called? Jersey Mike. Jersey Mike, Jersey Mike I, Subway, it's not my favorite, but it used to be. Uh, like Once again, everyone likes what they like. If you love sushi, you can get sushi that will fit your macros fantastic and support your goals. You can still go to Wendy's if that's like all you have available. You can navigate that. And if you really dig into the menus even, and if you look at the nutritional calculators, you can see what has more worth than the other. I really pride myself in trying to eat good food lately. And when I have something fun, I like to enjoy it. As Kyle mentioned, if he wants to have a delicious dessert, he wants to enjoy that, but he's still aiming to get really good quality food for 80% of his food. So we could go off on this, but you can absolutely eat out and still have results. It just takes a little bit more effort and planning. And honestly, it's so easy once again with that pizza example to find the lowest calorie pizza, log it like that, don't actually realize how much it is. Like the Little Caesars pizza, people know what that is. I think it's 2,400 cows, which is bonkers. And then even those ranch dips you get with your pizza, I, I hate to break it to everyone, but a lot of them are like 300 calories. Chick-fil-A sauce, each little packet's 120 cows. Like you can't just go out and say, I had the burger and I had the Chick-fil-A fries, but then not log your four Chick-fil-A sauces. So you need to be honest, because eating out there's more discrepancy and more room for error because you'll not think of the sauces. And sometimes like our Chipotle, the other day Kyle's like, you got a ton of oil at the bottom of your bowl. And I'm like, yeah, maybe you got to log an extra couple tablespoons of oil. And it's just a skill you can work on more and more as you go out. It's easier to be on your macros and to be really aware of what you have at home, but a high level skill and a Eliminating that all or nothing mindset that Kyle mentioned. So what's going to have you have long-term success. You can go out with friends. You can go to a delicious dinner. Food is experiential. Get out there and enjoy it. Now we're going to jump into our second question, which I really like. I was asked this on my Ask Me Anything on Instagram. Me and Kyle both do a personal Ask Me Anything on Instagram. So our Instagram is at ColossusFit. Please make sure to follow us there. You can ask questions. If it's a smaller one, it doesn't need to be a whole podcast question. We would love to answer it there. We love sharing our different pieces of value. We have some really good reels going up. Kyle's going to have a post about desserts and how he loves them and how he works them in his life and still sees incredible progress. There is tons of amazing content and value to be had there. So if you're not following us, you're missing out. We're always running giveaways as well. So once again, that is at ColossusFit on Instagram, C-O-L-O-S-S-U-S-F-I-T. But the question is, what is the best way to stay fit when dating someone with different calorie needs? And I love this question because it's hard, especially if you're someone, you're a guy, you're 200 plus pounder, you're lifting heavy, you're getting some good calories in, you're 3,000 to 4,000 calories, you're right up there, and you're dating someone who's 110, 130 pounds, there's a big uh, gap in that. And food is kind of just generalized. Like a portion of food, if you think of it, most uh, like meals will be about, I'd say, 700 to 1,600 calories. People really underestimate how many calories, especially when you're eating out. And it's tough when there's a set amount. So if a guy orders a pizza and he can fit it in, he has 2,000 calories of wiggle room because he saves space, it's harder if you're that 110-pound female and you're eating maybe 1,600 calories a day. And that's where it can be quite tough. And I think... The biggest tip I would have would be understanding. I think the person and their partner need to have an understanding of where they're at, what their goals are, and be be able to reflect on that. If you know someone's dieting too, like you don't wanna be shoving food in their face, tempting them. If you have two very different goals, I think that's something as well. And I find just being aware of that and if you're the bigger person, like if you're the person that eats more calories and does all these things and someone's trying to do the opposite, just support them in that. Like don't, if you know someone's dieting, ordering a pizza every night just because you can make it fit is going to be tough. It, be their motivator. Be a leader in that situation. Still aim to eat good food and a lot of quality of food. Still 
portion things out, do all these different things. It's, it's just going to take more effort, but communication is key here. And I find it is really, really hard. And we've spoken in the past, if one person in the relationship is fit and one person isn't, because sometimes you'll get some jealousy in there where someone's doing good and they're pushing themselves. And that other person will say, you're being obsessive, just let loose, come to this vacation and eat everything. Let's just go crazy because it's weird as humans, we almost like when someone self-destructs with us, it's like if everyone's drinking and one person's not thinking, like, come on, just have one drink. Like it's, it's quite unique there, but I find, especially if you're the person that is having more food to do that, if you're the person that's having less food, communicate your goals Say, Hey, I'm really trying hard. I'm want to lose this weight I put on. I really need to buckle in. Can you hold me accountable? And can you not tempt me with these things? Or if you're going to eat out, eat once again, you, you got to live your life and you got to balance your own way. I know for a lot of people, it's hard, especially with children, having all these delicious, simple foods in the house, you got pogos, you got all these different things. So you're going to have to navigate that in your way in the structure of your household. Uh, and if anything, it's always a good exercise. I've had some really cool foods in this house from different guests. And I've just thought, you know, this is a great opportunity for me to challenge myself and to still aim for those good foods. And more and more, I've really just been on a kick of appreciating good nutrition. I've been really trying to maximize each day, just eating the best food I can, the best portions, because I just feel like I have more energy, more focus, more attention. I'm seeing more results in the gym. And as we've always said, when you see results, you get addicted. And when you're really starting to see that progress, it just feels phenomenal. And sometimes you just got to fight your own battle. You can't crutch on someone else being the reason you're not succeeding in your goals. It's easier to say for me being the heavier person, the person that can eat more calories. But if you're someone who needs to eat less, you need to do that. You need to portion out a little bit less. You need to get comfortable with that. And you need to find a way to overcome that struggle, maybe maximize your food volume. If someone's getting twice a portion of you, have a huge salad beforehand and get the most out of all of your nutrition, have a really bunch of low protein option, have the fun, high quality snacks. There's a lot of different ways to navigate that. And this is quite an abstract question, but those are the best tips I have off the top of my head. I'm curious what Kyle's got. Yeah, and even like what's cool is, let's say you happen to be cooking a meal together. And, and it's actually funny, I've had quite a few clients, I've even worked with like both of them on one side where you know one dude was at 2,800 calories, hard gainer, trying to build some muscle, the female much smaller, you know, 14, 1500 calories. And that's, that's a big difference. And they've, they have shared those, those struggles and it's a common thing, you know, not necessarily crazy common, but it's something that's going to come up. And, you know, the big thing is that is really cool about the meals is you can tailor it based off of your situation. Similar to what Josh was talking about with those Chipotle bowls, we might make ours 14 to 1500. The smaller individual may have to go in and say, Hey, I'm going to make mine six, 700, 800, whatever. That's, what's cool about these situations, these build your own things. But let's say you're having dinner together. What's awesome about that person who's a hard gainer, who's trying to build some more muscle is they may be able to say, Hey, I'm going double chicken breast, or, you know, I'm just going to have that extra portion of rice. You know, maybe you'll have a cup or half a cup, like whatever it works out to, whatever fits your macros and have that understanding of like, you're trying to do this and I'm trying to do that. Like on the other side, cool, let's focus on that. But the biggest thing as well, like Josh said, is like leading by example. And it's so important. Like if you know that, you know, you're someone I'll use myself as an example, I'm eating over 3000 calories and you know, just like I'm, I'm able to, my activities through the roof, I've built muscle. I've spilt all, spent all this time trying to do these things over time. And I know there's another person on the other end who has lower calories who just can't do like, I'm not here to go and 
buy a bag of chips and just bring it in and, you know, shove it around and say, Hey, you know, look at what I'm having, like stuff like that. I might do something maybe on the side if I need to squeeze some extra calories, like know that like there's other people around as well. Like if you're in a bigger household, if you have like other, you know, even just siblings who may struggle with stuff like that, like try to be considerate of that stuff as well. And like people will follow what you do. We were talking about leadership, as I said, and like, if you put something on the counter somewhere, you know, wherever people are going to start doing it. Like it's just people follow what you do and just lead by example. Think about that. Try to pay attention to what you're doing. You have to do what's in your best interest, but also realize like, you know, you want to be supportive of the other person or the other people or whatever your living situation is. I know everyone's so different and unique between having kids, between having a bunch of siblings, between having, you know, parents in the house, like whatever it is. So just something to think about. I love the quote, no one is better at being you than you. And just the same, no one has your situation except for you. You gotta learn to navigate it, try some things, they don't work, go back to the drawing board. And before you know it, you're gonna find something that sticks and works. So that's our advice, hopefully that was helpful. And last but not least, obviously this question is dear to me uh, because I'm doing my reading challenge, so I'm really excited to do it. And that is, any good reads lately? I've seen your Instagram posts of your favorite books, but with this book challenge, you have to have some good reads now. So as I mentioned, I'm seven books done right now. And the number one book I would recommend pretty much to anyone, especially if you like a book that gets you thinking and I just find Naval Ravikant is just a very wise person. I've never highlighted something more in a book ever. And I've actually been actively working to take good notes on all the books I read this year. And my goal by the end of the year will be to do a review of them, a rating of each one, as well as some key notes. And I'll release that for free to all the podcast listeners to hold myself accountable. So that'll be something to look forward to. But this is definitely the book I've been most excited by. I'm almost finished it right now. I think about 60% done. I will be done this by the time the episode comes out. But once again, this is the Alamac of Naval Ravikant, A Guide to Wealth and Happiness. I just find it's wonderfully written. There's so many talking, uh, thinking points. And what's amazing about this book is he didn't even write it. Someone took excerpts of his quotes on Twitter, of his podcasts, of his content, and made it into this fantastic book. And not only is he the incredible, uh, successful investor, you know, uh, was the founder of AngelList with someone else. He's invested in Uber super early on, but he focuses a lot of his time and effort into philosophy, to education, to learning, to happiness, to psychology. It's amazing just the different routes this book takes and it's definitely a book I will be giving out quite a lot myself and one thing I love from this book that I'm trying to encompass in this challenge is he really stresses that a lot of new books will hit a point and they'll hit it a hundred times. So even Kyle's reading a book right now, we were talking about this this morning and he was saying the book's fantastic. He got the point, they reiterated it maybe six times, but now it's getting to the point where it's like, okay, they've reiterated this 50 times. It's getting a little bit hard to work through. And like most people, I'm sure everyone listening to this can relate where they've had a book where they just got stuck on it. And school really challenges us to finish every book. And I think there's something very important with finishing things that are hard, but some books, especially newer books that are coming out. Most people are trying to sell you something. They're trying to really niche down on a micro topic to make a quality book out of it and make money. And even for myself, I find if people are stuck on a book that's, especially the newer ones, maybe it is better to skip a certain portion. I'm still looking to do this book challenge. I'm still looking to do 100% of every book. But even the one book I was reading about the hunter, he was talking about the different ways to dry out meat for maybe four minutes of the book and I just skipped through that because that doesn't necessarily have any relevance to me in my life. So that is something I skipped on and then it got to a point that I really enjoyed. So 
I'm trying to approach reading with curiosity, intrigue, and really leaning into the quality great books that I've read before. And even another fantastic mind I mentioned, Hermosi said, read a good book five times versus five books that aren't going to build you up. So that is going to be my attitude through this year. We'll see where I get, but that is the number one I recommend. I've read The Obstacle is the Way. I think that is another fantastic book I recommend by Ryan Holiday. It's a great intro to stoicism. It really highlights the importance of breaking down obstacles that are in your life and running through them, not being scared of them, not detouring. The Fish That Ate the Whale was probably my favorite read of all because it's just, there's so much going on. It's a biography, it's history, there's business education, there's challenge, it talks about immigration, the world. There's just so much that goes on in this book. So if you're looking for a good read, The Fish That Ate the Whale, it's a little bit more dense. That is by Rich Cohen. I can't recommend that enough. And now I'm currently working through Endure Cameron Haynes. I have enjoyed that as well. He's just a very resilient individual. And those are four books that I've been most excited out of the seven I've read so far. Yeah, and it's awesome because uh, I'm getting some next level exclusive access right here. Josh just gave me the uh, fish that ate the whale. I'm a couple chapters in and literally as soon as I finish uh, recording this, I'm about to order the uh, almanac that Josh had mentioned. But yeah, I've done a couple of business books, just finished um, one that is really going to help us take our program and our coaching process to the next level. I've been, you know, it, what's cool about my 30 minutes of journaling is I spent a lot of time focused on that. And that's like the thing is in life, I feel like it's so easy just to get complacent. And I've read this book a few times. I actually did it a few times on audio and this was my first time writing it down, took some great notes, shared it with all our coaches. It's an amazing book. That's just you know, relevant to business. If anyone is in a business um, perspective of, or, you know, just happens to do any of this stuff, it's called how to never lose a customer again. And it's amazing because it gets you thinking of like, how can we get to that next level? How can we help support more people? How can we just like really take it from a customer perspective? And, you know, just, yeah, it's something that I've spent a lot of time thinking about, like probably the good portion of the last few weeks. Um, I'm really excited to start implementing just our biggest thing is just helping every single person that comes into our program get to that next level, get the results they deserve, maintain everything and just like be ultimately super happy. So I've been really excited about that. And another thing, last last thing I'll mention, I went through the audiobook. Josh had said the one that I was like kept repeating it and uh, it's called The Gap in the Gain. Um, I think it's an incredible theory. It's really cool. But for example, if you're someone who used to squat 405 pounds, you happen to get injured, you're struggling and you're coming back from that situation. If you are at 135 and you're just getting back to it, and this is a random example, you can use this for anything. A lot of times you're going to compare yourself to your ideal. Well, I used to do 405. I used to do this much. You're never going to be happy. You're living in the gap. You're living in a situation where you're comparing yourself to your ideal. If you're someone who says, hey, I was just injured. I'm getting back to it. 135 is a huge milestone. Let's go from there. You're living in the gain. You're living in like just that main present thing. And it's also like if you're someone who says, I'm only going to be happy when I lose this amount of weight, when I get to this situation, when I fit in these things, you're always living that ideal. And there's no matter what, you're never going to be happy. And they use a great example. If you happen to be going to a concert and you're five minutes late, you're so focused on just like, man, I'm late. I'm going to miss the opening entry. This sucks. Oh my gosh. You're living in the gap. But if you're focused on, holy crap, I'm going to this, you know, Avril Lavigne concert or whatever it is that you like, like something, you know, Taylor Swift, I guess you could say, you're like, man, I'm going to see my favorite artist. This is awesome. There's two different perspectives. And it's crazy how day to day we focus on the ideal, the ideal, the ideal. And it's so hard to be happy. Whereas when you focus on, wow, look at, well, look at what's around me. Like, look at what's happening. So anyways, those are some cool things that I've been going through. And uh, I'm sure I'm going to be joining Josh. I haven't figured out the exact number, but I'm excited because every time I see this guy pull out his book, I'm like, all right. And that's the thing about leadership is like push those people around you. It'll go such a long way. So that's all I have to say there. 
All right. Thank you everyone for tuning in today. That was a fantastic episode. If you enjoyed it, please share it with a friend. This is your opportunity to get the transformation of your life. The moment is now you are worth it. Go ahead and DM us transform on Instagram to at Colossus fit to get started. C O L O S S U S F I T. And just make sure to follow us in general because we have some killer content there. We'll see you on Thursday for the next episode.